Have you ever gone through your iTunes or Spotify playlist and realized just how many songs have the word love in it? Welcome back, Pod Squad. I am so excited that you're returning. And I hope you really did have an amazing Valentine's Day. TBH, I usually get this out on like Sundays, Mondays, and now it's starting to bleed into Monday, Tuesdays because my classes on the weekends have been kicking my ass. And I wake up Monday and I'm like, Monday feels more like my like, like Wednesday, everybody's Wednesday, Thursday, where you're just like, I'm not sure if I can do this. So I'll be, I'll be better. You know what? I'll be better. I'll be better at trying to try to do it when I feel inspired instead of doing this last minute. But honestly, such as the podcast world, um, you know, it's a labor of love. Let me tell you for anybody that's looking to create a podcast out there. It's a labor of love, baby. I digress. I wanted to talk a little bit about some different ideas, dears, gosh, can I speak English today? Some different ideas that have been swirling in my head. And so I really wanted to talk a little bit about self-love because that was really coming up hard yesterday in a lot of different ways. And that was kind of like the download that I got from the universe. I did a live yesterday on it, kind of like what I was feeling, what I feel like I always think of when... I feel called to share something it's because I deeply believe what's personal is universal and therefore if I'm feeling a certain type of way then I know that someone else out there is feeling some type of way and they are maybe seeking someone to provide words or like give it like give it an explanation to how they might even be feeling inside so that is what I feel called to do a lot self-love and another thing that's been coming up a lot are relationships and making friends as an adult I've had a lot of conversations about that in the last 24, 48 hours, and I feel like that is something I'm going to touch on too. So I'm just going to try to weave it all together and give y'all what I what I wanted to bring to the, to the mic today. So self-love, I felt, I feel like Valentine's Day is one of those holidays where people get really worked up over it. Um, I think it's really, it, it is only now more in your face. It's more in your face now than ever because of Instagram. And we'll always go back to that. But I mean, how many times did I like scroll scroll through posts of people and like, it's beautiful, right? Love is a beautiful thing. But I also think it can be really triggering for people who find themselves alone and in situations where they're not in great relationships and they just feel really, it's kind of like makes it the chatter that much louder on a day that's supposed to revolve around love and just love in general. And so one principle that I really believe to be true because I feel like I've walked through it and I had to keep hitting my head against a a, a glass ceiling, if you will, to actually figure it out. And it was only in hindsight, I was like, oh, that's why it worked is you have to absolutely love yourself before you can love anyone else. And I know that is so cliche. I know that saying is thrown around all the time. It's like age old, but it is so freaking true because 
it is only then that someone walks into your life and meets you where you're at. I say it a lot of times, all you need in this life is timing and chemistry. And unfortunately, timing is a bitch. And I really mean that because I feel like there were a ton of great people I dated, but I hadn't done enough growth myself to get to an evolved version, like a 2.0 version of Mads, where I could receive what they were giving. And that's not saying they were my end game, but they had certainly probably had their things too. But from my perspective and through my lens now looking back, I was like partying and drinking and, and doing drugs and being a crazy person in LA. Like I was crazy. Like who would you know, it was really great when I had awesome like party boyfriends that just wanted to like go out and drink and party and club and it was dope and it was crazy and electric and like I could tell stories literally till the cows go home that would make you me blue in the face and people be like, uh, are you good? No, I'm not. Um, but seriously, like I really think about that because it's only when you evolve to a certain point place in your own personal growth where then it's like the gate opens to then allow people in and I really visualize that like you have to literally get to a certain point in your own evolution and growth where you're doing the work and you you're understanding and you're just you're just more empathetic more compassionate just more self-aware just like these these school of life things that I think the world teaches you in one way or another whether that be through good experience or bad experiences like a lot of the ones I talk about from Los Angeles and when you get to that certain point then it's like okay you've evolved enough now we're going to send people your way to see if you you've learned or to challenge you or could this be your person because I feel like you can have chemistry with a lot of people like I I personally am not a believer in like love at first sight or just I think you can have tons of soulmates I think that you can have lots of beautiful relationships and experiences that can are just wonderful honestly they're just wonderful And so for me, it's really hard to just, I don't believe that because I think so much more goes into love than just it being this, I don't know, we've created it out to be this thing. I actually listened to a really cool little meditation that Jay Shetty did on the Calm app yesterday. He has a little segment called The Daily Jay right now. And he was talking about how love is, we've made love out to be a noun when it's really an adjective. And I thought that was super cool and something I had never talked, like never thought about before because, you know, we think of love like I have to win love, like it's like it's a noun. It's this thing we have to attain or conquer or get or figure out. It's it's and, and we make it this very like like tangible thing when in actuality it's acts of love, acts of service, like languages of love, the 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 actual like showing up and giving someone your time and your energy and caring and it's very to me it's so much more of a verb and it wasn't until I heard him kind of explain that that I was like holy crap that blew my mind a little bit like instead of making it out to be this big thing that again I'm going to use that word you have to attain or earn it, it even that just has this like negative connotation to it create something around it that it, it's very actionable like how do I show my love how do I 
show up for it? How do I give it? How do I collect it? How do I receive it? How do I push it back out into the universe? Like that feels a lot more malleable to me and, and kind of gives it like it textualizes it and makes it something, I don't know. It just, in my brain, that just really made a difference for me. I was like, wow. Okay. And from that, I was like, all right, well, a lot of times when we look at relationships, why is it working? Why is it not working? Or how can I make things better? How can I, how can I, how can I, how can I, I, I feel like just breaking it down into those two things is super helpful because whether you're just starting out in a relationship or you've been in a relationship for a while or you're single beyond, I feel like when you look at love as a verb rather than a noun, it kind of flips the script on its head a little bit and it makes you have to be active in it. How am I showing up? What am I saying? What am I doing? Like, how am I contributing to this relationship? Because I think so often, a lot of times we look at it like, okay, what's the other person not doing? What are they not doing for me? What are they not bringing to the table? What are they? And, and, and I think now so more than ever, there's so much distraction and there's so much to compare our own relationships to. I myself yesterday was kind of like, oh, like, do I have to post a photo of Scott and I when our five-year anniversary is tomorrow? Like, is this necessary? And are all the people who are posting these beautiful photos, are they actually even happy in their relationships? Or are these just glossed over photos that I'm going to sit back and compare my own relationship to when that shit isn't real? And it's really challenging because we see these things and it's like, I want that. I want those. I want this, this couple smiling back and making out and photos and on the beach and it's all look like this stuff. And there are beautiful moments of that, but that is, that is the highest. Those are the highest highs of relationships. And I think what makes relationships really special is, is finding magic in the mundane. And I said that a few weeks ago, but I, I really mean that. And when you first are in a relationship and you have that falling in love feeling, like everything is flighty and fleeting and like, it's like fireworks, right? It's, it's electric. And you're like, so on all the time and all your senses are so heightened and it's almost anxiety provoking, but it's really like skited. You're scared. You're excited. It's like all these emotions, you're feeling all types of way, sexual attraction, all the different things. And then after a while you get out of that, like so-called honeymoon phase, And you have to figure out how to do life together, how to do the hard things together, how to really create those beautiful moments in the daily life. You know, nobody shows, no one's really showing, very few people are showing the the day in and day outs of relationships on Instagram or TikTok or any of this stuff that we look at. And I think there's a lot that would really be eye-opening, like, a lot of the like nasty stuff that's not so cute and it doesn't look like the Hollywood movies. And I think that that's something to really remember as we're kind of navigating obviously through Valentine's Day, but also just navigating through our lives and relationships. Like what we see isn't always what's going on behind the scenes. So don't compare what's going on to your life in your life to anybody else's because you really don't know. I think of the Wizard of Oz, like pulling the curtain back and being like the great and powerful Oz. And then it's like this little guy behind a curtain. Pay no mind to the man behind the curtain. And it's like, that's really how life is. And we have these voyeuristic tendencies of comparing the shit out of my, I'll say it, my own life to whatever's happening on these people I follow. And I'm like, damn, I want my relationship to be like that. I want my boyfriend to come on Instagram. 
I want to do TikTok dances with them. And he's like, fuck, no, he's never going to do that. And that's, that's the way it is. And yet me comparing my very real and what I think to be a pretty great life and pretty great relationship to anybody else on Instagram is just doing a detriment to my own relationship, to my own mental health and my own state of love. And so I know it's really, it is so challenging because we are addicted to our phones and we are addicted to social media. Like we just are. And especially if you're, I think it's 10 times worse if you use it for business because then you're just like, there's no separation between play and work and all of it. But I I really do think that's a slippery slope to go down. And I, I myself noticed it a lot yesterday because it was just post after post. And I was like, well, I don't look like that. Well, I don't have an engagement ring. Well, I don't have this. Well, what, 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 I don't even know if I want to, I don't know. And it like made me question so much about myself. And I'm like, I'm not someone that tends to question who I am. And yet this app, this phone, this thing in my hand makes me do that all too often. So something to really think about when you find yourself at a place of comparison, I really didn't want, I didn't really think we were going to talk about comparison, but like I said, squirrel brain, there's a lot going on. But yeah, it really, it's really wild. And to, to kind of take a little detour from the romantic relationships, I wanted to talk about, um, friendships and adult friendships and trying to make friends. I think post-college and out in the real world is one of the most challenging things out there. And it's something that nobody talks about. And we actually talk this, talk about this a lot in Wicked Fearless. I've actually coined different parts of your life as the shedding. And I'm saying that in quotes because it's like when you just leave college or you just leave a different job and or you just leave a relationship, it, it has to do with leaving a certain arena or playground. I mean, use whatever you want there. Insert, you know, whatever there. And having to go and create a new place, uh, a new arena to play in or putting yourself in a different, you know, a different circle. And that can look like jobs, that can look like school, that can look like different friend groups, that can look like different vocations, that can look like different activities, um, physical activities, gym memberships, whatever. Like it, it can span beyond anything. Just putting yourself into different circles. I find it is challenging when you're older and we said this, I had a, I had lunch with a good girlfriend of mine the other day and it's like, because it takes so much more to keep the relationships alive. If they are outside of your work and your maybe say fitness and your, your immediate friend group, if you have one, and I say if you have one because depending on if you've moved to a new city as an adult or you took a job and it led you to somewhere else far away from high school or college, you find yourself in this place of like, I don't even know how the frig I meet people because for so long, I just, I just met people because they were close proximity to me. Like they were in my class or they were on my team or we were, you know, we were teammates or we were in the same honors program or we were in the same sorority or we were in this or we were in that. And so that close proximity is what brought you close together. And as you get older, it takes work to keep relationships alive. And it takes this word, sacrifice. I'm not going to do this because I'm going to go do that. Like I'm not going to go 
X, Y, and Z because I'm going to choose to go do that. Or I'm going to choose to take a midday walk and meet my friend for a five second coffee just to see her face so I keep her in my orbit and we don't go months without seeing each other because we're busy with school and work and life and MBAs and whatever else beyond whatever. Or I'm going to walk over a coffee to your house or can I bring you cookies or can I do these? It takes like massive acts of almost like massive acts of service. If we're talking about love languages, it takes massive, massive acts of service as well as time. And I believe that, um, if I know to be true, when I think about the love languages, it's acts of service, uh, time are two of them. And I think those span, they can be used of course in actual, you know, partnerships, loving relationships and, then also your platonic relationships, your friendships. And I think those are what actually maybe suffer the most as we get older because, again, that close proximity falls away. And so you have to choose who you hang out with. You have to choose where you're going to go. Like I said before, sacrifice. You have to really pick and choose your bat. not like battles is like the wrong word, but you really have to work at it. And I think what the point I'm trying to get across is it takes work and it takes being like, okay, well, I'm going to not do this because I'm going to go there and really like keeping a schedule and time blocking. It sounds so ridiculous, but I feel like I time block different places in my week to try to reconnect with people because we're all just busy. Like we love busy. Our freaking culture loves busy and everybody's got their own lives going on, their own families, relationships, their friends are trying to keep in touch with from high school and then friends from college. And then I'm also trying to make new friends in the city I'm in. And then I got friends who are in my arena from the gym or Barry's or Soul Cycle or whatever it is. And then I might meet people out at another place. And then I'm also in circles because um, my boyfriend is, is part of this circle and It's a lot to manage and it gets really messy when we try to do it all and I have found that breaking it down and just trying to time block it and and treat your relationships almost like work has worked for me and no, that's not sexy and I know there's people that are probably like, well, fuck that. Like if it's work, then I don't want it but I feel the same way about loving relationships. I mean, you have to work at it. I think of the age old AA saying, and I don't expect that many people would know this, but there's a saying from Alcoholics Anonymous that says it works if you work it. And I really just think it's true. You can use that for anything in life, but I think these type of relationships be loving or friendships, platonic, any type of relationship takes work. And I think that we glorify the, 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 the Instagram, like, oh, it's just perfect. It's, it's like you just show up and everything's going to fall into place and it's going to be great and it's going to look great and the pictures are going to be great and the videos are going to be great and everything's just going to be great, great, great. Hollywood ending, fairy tale ending, you know, they lived happily ever after. And unfortunately, we got bamboozled by like Disney and Hollywood and like whatever, because that's not how it is. I'm always like, what happened after the happily ever after? You know, like what happened then? And how did they work on it? And how did they stay together? And how did they keep things alive and spicy and fun? And 
How did they show up for each other beyond that phase of the new friendship or the new relationship or the new hot thing that's going on? Because after the honeymoon phase in any part of your life, you could take this well beyond romantic relationships or friendships. The honeymoon phase of anything in your life, the first like three to six months is always excited and skited and that anxious like I'm going to throw up, I'm going to die, maybe I'm not. But then after that quells and like settles, what happens? And I feel like so often that's just not being talked about. It's not, it's like no one talks about it. And then I'll get together with girlfriends of mine and we'll start talking about what's going on in our relationships and how is everybody doing and everyone feels the exact same way. And yet we're all like, wait, I thought like da 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 da. And they're like, well, I just figured blah, 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 blah because of your Instagram. And I'm like, no, I'm low key dying over here, like trying to figure it all out. Um, and so, like, it's just really interesting that I think as humans, we're all really, we're all, we're all feeling all these different emotions and different types of way at any given moment, especially around relationships. And yet, I find that the only time I feel somewhat sane is in community, like in communion with other people who are vulnerable and want to talk about relationships or how do I do this or how do I get better about this? How do I keep, you know, how do I keep things alive here? I'm feeling this way or I'm really worried about this or this is a red flag for me. And the only way you figure out any of this stuff is by getting in those different arenas and finding those Friends that you can talk about it with. Isn't that crazy? Different. It's like relationships are so, it's so challenging and yet beautiful and crazy and like puts me like can sometimes put you in distress, but it's epic. And it's literally both like polarizing scales of the, of this, like both sides. I don't even know how to explain it. I can just visualize it. It's just like polarizing sides. And yet somehow we have to navigate it. And I found that the only way to navigate these things is actually by finding your people and getting yourself in circles where people are willing to talk about it. And whether that is coaching programs, whether that's going to different workshops or signing up for different things, but I have found that it's usually beyond my inner circle uh, as well as my own relationship is where I learned the most to keep my close friends, my close relationships, and my love life alive is having the really interesting perspectives of other people from different places and putting myself in different arenas beyond the bike, beyond where I normally hang out or normally go. And that has helped me kind of, it's really contributed to then everything that I am and everything I bring to the table in those romantic relationships or or friendships. So a lot to think about, a lot to kind of marinate on, to chew on for a little bit. And I would challenge you this week to kind of take a little inventory in your own life. And also when you have moments of self-doubt or you're doubting your relationship or a friendship or I hear a lot about FOMO or a lot of times I will be approached by someone that's like, I have so much anxiety about like whether this person is mad at me or do they like me or do they not like me? And I'm like, well, have they ever said they don't like you? Like, have they ever come up to you and said like, what you're doing is making me mad? And and so just be hyper aware of the narrative you're creating in your head just because someone didn't text you back immediately or you see a picture of something happening without you 
And I know it's, again, like it's literally all goes back to the phone, which is like bananas. Like imagine living in a world where you still had a house phone and you couldn't see any of this shit. And so the only things that really matter were like the actual showing up at someone's house, like doing a drive-by, like gone are those days. But I think like we really are going to have to figure this out in order to keep our brains from getting on the horse and riding the pony to the badlands because it is easier. It is so easy now to open up your phone and see people out. Why didn't they invite me? Or like, oh, did they hate me? Did I do something wrong? Why is this happening? Why doesn't my relationship look like that? Like literally everything that any negative narrative that I could stir up in my head is probably going to start by opening up my phone and opening up a social media app. It's fucked up to think about. But um, sorry, I got a little fiery at the end. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Mad Stats. Um, referred to myself in the third person, cringy. (laughs) So just something I want you to be hyper aware of this week as you go out into the week. And also I would maybe challenge you to show up in a circle that you've never showed up in or put yourself in a room that you might not normally go to as things are starting to open up, masks off in Newton and Wellesley and out in the burbs this weekend, super exciting stuff is happening. And as the world, I hopefully fingers crossed really starts to open up, go to those random events and open up Eventbrite. There's Boston calendar always sends out an email every week of like all these places you can go. And I'm speaking for Boston, but I'm sure there's a million things out there, emails or things or whatever of how you can show up at free events, go take a different class, challenge yourself to go into a different arena, a different playground, a different sandbox, if you will, and have a conversation with someone, say hi, make eye contact and remember their name, remember their name. And I really think that it will give you a little more perspective. And if you're looking for things well beyond the circles that you're in, start looking for people you know, like, and trust and building relationships with possible coaches out there. I say it all the time. You can consume all my content, social media, this podcast, everything like that free. You can also go deeper with me. So look at the people around you that inspire the shit out of you and figure out how you can work with them more if that's something you want to do. Um, and other than that, I just adore you and I appreciate you for showing up every week. I always say there's no me without you. This podcast wouldn't exist without people who are listening and receiving and writing all the beautiful messages you write about how it just hit the perfect time or finding the perfect words in a perfect moment. I mean, that is what I truly feel like I was put on this earth to do, to serve and inspire. So thanks for Thanks for keeping me in my purpose. And uh, until next week, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.